Hey internet friends, y'all wanted a video on the Silicon Valley bank collapse and its fallout, so I'm here to deliver. There's a lot of confusion around this situation and I don't want anyone to be confused, so I'm gonna explain the SVB collapse, how it happened, point to some similar events that have occurred in the past, and discuss what it means for the future of our financial system here in the United States. Real quickly, I just wanted to thank everyone who bought my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia, last week. You made it a number one bestseller. Basically, there's this bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, one of America's largest commercial banks, which financed over half of Silicon Valley's tech companies and healthcare enterprises. Just like how Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX was heavily involved with the government, the Silicon Valley Bank was very intertwined with government CIA projects. Since the CIA has been in Silicon Valley since the 1950s, using these tech startups to spy and collect data on anyone and everyone. Through government investment arms like NQTEL, which I just want to point out for the government swindle aspect of this story, which we'll touch on later. Silicon Valley Bank was the bank these tech startups used, and the Silicon Valley Bank wanted to make money off their clients' money, so they bought up mortgage-backed securities with their clients' money. A common practice for banks, I might add. So... These were supposed to be sound investments, pretty safe, but with all the COVID fallout, the economy has been in turmoil, as you very well know. And during and after COVID, the Fed printed out more and more money, making the money printer go burr, which led to inflation. You know, the devaluing of your dollar and its purchasing power? Then, because they printed so much money and created this problem to begin with, the Fed hiked up interest rates, which means the investments that the Silicon Valley Bank purchased years ago were now worth less than when they bought them. Plus, they invested in long-term treasuries like 10-year investments instead of shorter-term ones, putting them in an even worse position, meaning that the bank lost their clients' money on these investments. So they started selling off their other investments to mitigate this loss, making it seem like they weren't in the red, but they were. And essentially, this sell-off signaled to their clients that something was amiss. So their clients went to the bank and demanded their money, but of course, the bank couldn't give their clients the actual cash in hand because they didn't have it. And that's really the key here. The key takeaway, because our current financial system is such nonsense. Banks never have the actual money to give it back to their depositors. So if everyone went to the bank right now and demanded the money out of their accounts, the banks would not have it. They just wouldn't. And it should be noted that most banks, if your bank fails, the government insures up to $250,000 per depositor. But this is the thing, the Silicon Valley Bank clients, they had way more than $250,000 in their accounts. So there's billions and billions of dollars here in limbo that the bank just can't give back to them. All of this went down on Friday, March 10th, and on Sunday, the Biden administration announced basically they were doing a government bailout of the Silicon Valley Bank, promising to customers that they would get all their money back. Quote, by guaranteeing all deposits, even the uninsured money that customers kept with the failed banks, the government aimed to prevent more bank runs and to help companies that deposited large sums with the banks to continue to make payroll and fund their operations. End quote. 
Again, no money for the people of East Palestine. Yeah, the water's safe to drink there. Yes, of course. Drink up. Cheers. But the government will get their checkbooks out for Silicon Valley and the DNC ATM. Now it's March 13th, Monday morning, and I'm recording this, and we're starting to see a few more banks go under and people panicking. Of course, people are worried that they aren't going to be able to get their life savings out of their bank. And to make it even worse, it kind of seems like this collapse was deliberate. Like there was foreknowledge because the records show that the Silicon Valley bank employees got big bonuses on Friday, right before the bank went belly up. These bonuses were given out just hours before the bank was taken over by the government. Two weeks ago, the top people at SVB sold more than $5 million worth of stock. Furthermore, the CEO of the Silicon Valley Bank has been removed from the board of directors at the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. So you're telling me that this CEO sat on the board of the Fed and okayed all these bad investments while basically having insider knowledge, the ability to insider trade, while sitting on the board of the Federal Reserve? They probably let him press the button once or twice over at the Fed, that money printer button. This is such a joke. I just want to make it clear that the Fed has pulled stunts like this in the past, the most famous time being 1907 from October to November of 1907, when there was a financial crisis in the United States, and it was marked by a string of bank runs and the failure of several trust companies and state banks with the domino effect of major stock market crashes and banks not having enough money on hand, and basically a total distrust in the banking system. It was a textbook problem-reaction-solution Hegelian dialectic situation, which ushered in a centralized bank which we now know as the Federal Reserve. All of this popped off in October of 1907 when the stock market dropped sharply, setting off the panic, causing a rush to get cash out of several New York banks, which couldn't keep up with the demand. As word spread about the bank runs, people all over the country started taking their money out of banks and trust companies. And as the panic spread across the nation, these banks and trust companies had to shut down, and the problem was made worse by the fact that there wasn't enough money to go around. In response to the panic, a group of well-known bankers led by J.P. Morgan came up with a plan to keep the banking system stable. The plan was to set up a pool of money that could be used to help banks and trust companies that were having trouble. And this whole drama led to the creation of the Federal Reserve System in 1913. The official narrative being that the system was created to handle financial crises in a more centralized and coordinated way. The Federal Reserve System could control the amount of money in circulation and the interest rates under the guise of stopping future financial peril. But guess what? They didn't prevent anything. They didn't prevent deadly squat. Now they just have a centralized control over that peril. I go more into detail about this event and the families who control the Federal Reserve in my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia. Basically, my core message here, problem, reaction, solution. So what solution do you reckon they're trying to usher in this time? I can definitely see several potential outcomes. One of them has been discussed at length by many others, the rollout of a central bank digital currency or CBDC. So with all the fear and panic that's circulating, it's suspected that many will go to their banks in a similar fashion, demand their funds only for, guess what? The bank doesn't have enough funds to meet these demands, these needs with enough cash on hand, which will lead to a total collapse in confidence of our banking system, 
more fear, no faith in smaller banks, and calls for government intervention, of course. Just like how the outcomes of the pandemic couldn't have been achieved unless they had the 24-7 fear cycle, they couldn't have gotten people to beg for a solution, lockdowns, medical tyranny, furthering top-down control of society, and the forced jib-jab. They couldn't have done that without all the fear. The same way they can't usher in CBDC without it either. The government already has the CBDC solution in place, as do governments around the world, where they can implement this in tandem anytime they choose. Oh, your bank doesn't have any money? Oh, no worries. We got you here. Here's our digital central bank coin in exchange for those dollars. You can either take the CBDC at the specified exchange rate, or you can have, oh, what's this? Nothing. And the biggest kicker is that the Fed, who created the problem to begin with, just as they did in 1907, is behind CBDC as well. Our entire banking system is a racket. It is controlled by a criminal cartel invented by a literal cartel back in Germany under the Rothschilds and shaped and maintained by the robber baron families who own the Federal Reserve as they're constantly at work to give the impression that the Fed is a government agency when it is not at all. It's a private one. The other outcome I can see is that, you know, every fiat banking empire ends the same way. And this is one more hallmark of a dying empire in its death throes. And perhaps people are waking up to this whole sham. Perhaps it's run its course. It imploded itself out of total greed and evil. And maybe optimistically, we can replace it with something better. Why do we even need a middleman like the Federal Reserve, which is a parasite on our country? Why can't we have our own banks? Why can't the states have their own banks? Why does it have to be centralized in the way that it is? Why can't we all prop up and support something that would truly benefit the American people? And before y'all get your keyboards out, I know everyone's going to be asking me for solutions, what they should do. And listen, most people make sure they have some folding money on hand, three to six months of expenses and cash. Other folks buy precious metals, gold and silver. Others are going to go buy up assets and stocks while there's blood in the street. The more pessimistic among us will buy ammo and seeds. I mean, it's a choose your own adventure situation. I say do them all. Let me know what you think, internet friends. Do you think this was a coordinated attack on our financial system? You know, I always look forward to reading your comments. Thank you so much for watching, subscribing, and supporting my channel on Patreon and buying my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia. Bye. What difference at this point does it make? Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. Nope, no weapons over there. We should not argue in the context of yesterday. We should really first analyze how the world has dramatically changed and is changing in an accelerating way. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Avoiding every threat I wanna stay
Thank <laughs> you.